The scripture reading for today is taken from the Gospel of Luke, Luke chapter 9, the verses 18 to 24, and this is in connection with the petition of the Lord's Prayer that we find in Lord's Day 49, your will be done. Luke chapter 9, verses 18 to 24. Now, this is a passage that was preached on not too long ago by one of the visiting ministers, and so we won't be covering again much of what was covered when he spoke about taking up your cross daily, but we'll be focusing a little bit more also on uh, denying yourself in this part of the passage. Reading together, Luke chapter 9, verses 18 to 24. And it happened, as he, Jesus, was alone praying, that his disciples joined him, and he asked them, saying, Who do the crowds say that I am? So they answered and said, John the Baptist. But some say Elijah, and others say that one of the old prophets has risen again. He said to them, But who do you say that I am? And Peter answered and said, the Christ of God. And he strictly warned and commanded them to tell this to no one, saying, The Son of Man must suffer many things and be rejected by the elders and chief priests and scribes and be killed and be raised up on the third day. Then he said to them all, If anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. For whoever desires to lose his Whoever desires to save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake will save it. So far. Now we'll also be looking at Lord's Day 49. The third petition of the Lord's Prayer, and if you'd like to follow along, we'll be looking at our Heidelberg Catechism and you can find that on page 562 of your book of praise. What is the third petition? Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That is, grant that we and all men may deny our own will and without any murmuring, obey your will, for it alone is good. Grant also that everyone may carry out the duties of his office and calling as willingly and faithfully as the angels in heaven. So far. <clears throat> Loved ones in our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Have you ever heard or maybe even said for yourself the phrase, I can't do this anymore? Generally what's meant when this is said is, my, my tank is empty. I've got nothing more to give. It's too hard to keep on going, to keep on doing what I'm doing right now. I don't have it in me. I don't have the will to continue. 
What do we do in these hours? Do we ask for help? Do we turn to our God and pray, Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven? We should. It's a beautiful prayer to ask for God's will to be done. Especially since it shows us three things in particular, three things that are brought out in our, in our Lord's Day today as well. First, that though my will is not good and not sufficient, He will provide. Second, though I am weak, I do trust that His will is good. And third, though my will is not good, my Father will still bring His good will to life in my life as I look to Him. So in the first place that I need to see my own need, that my will is not good. How do I know that my will is not good? Well, we can see that, especially in the words of Jesus today in Luke 9, verse 23. Then he said to them all, If anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. As Christians, as we follow in the footsteps of Jesus, following after him, we acknowledge this, that we need to deny ourselves. Jesus is teaching us through these words, and we accept them as Christians as well, that by God's grace, we need our eyes opened, and we have our eyes open to how dysfunctional our wills truly are. Many of you have had it that you may have interacted with, with toddlers in your life at one point or another. There are times when toddlers have their hearts set on what is not good for them. There are times when what they are doing will bring them harm. In the moment, they might want to have a meal ice cream or cotton candy for three meals a day for as long as they live, and they have their hearts set on it, and in their minds it's good because it tastes good. And yet we know as parents, as we raise them, we know that that's not good for them. We know that that will eventually rot their teeth or eventually kill them if they were to have that alone as their diet. And so we withhold these things from them. As we grow older and as we come before Christ, we come to see for ourselves that our own wills are similarly just as dysfunctional as the will of a toddler. The things have gotten bigger. They look a little bit different. But when Jesus comes to us and tells us, teaches us, we must learn to deny ourselves. And we Accept that from him by his grace, by the power of his work within us. We are able to confess, my will is not good. Now, we recognize that while we know this intellectually, while we know this in our heads, we don't always know this practically, do we? When we pray to God for His grace, 
pray your will be done, not my will be done. We know it in our hearts, in our, in our heads, but we see in our hearts that this is quite often far from us because we continue to sin. And what is sin if not me saying in the moment, my will is better. What I want right here in front of me is better and I will have it. This is something that happens to all of us as believers. We accept that God's will is good when it's easy, when it's good when we receive good things, but not always when it's hard. When it involves me, as Jesus calls me to in in verse 23, to deny myself of something that I have my heart set on, something that I want. Or me suffering when he speaks about taking up your cross and following me. Or me knowing that I'll experience loss because of it. It can feel easier to choose sin. But what is that if not us saying, my will is better. And so it's a good thing to come before God at all times. To come before God and saying, yes, Lord, your will, your, your word is true. Your word is right. Yes, Lord, my will is not good. This is what you are saying when you say, your will be done. And it's good for us to reflect on this because it helps us also day by day when we go through life to start reflecting on this intentionally as well. Not just to say the words, your will be done, but day by day to examine ourselves, to examine our priorities, to see where we've put our desires before God himself and to come to him in confession and repentance. But at the same time, it's an acceptance that though our will is not good, when we confess your will be done, it's an acceptance of and a confession, quiet confession of our trust in him, our dependence on him and trust that he will provide. In the second place, we can see though I am weak, I trust that his will is good. This is the second thing that we need to consider, not just to see our own need and to see that our own will is not good, but when we say your will be done, we are also confessing to him that we do trust that his will is good. We are saying, I need to see the bigger picture. When I say your will be done, I'm saying my father's will is good, far better than my will. And I know this. When we are in our situations here on earth, we can recognize that our own will is not good and we know that we can't always trust it. Again, we do see ourselves as those toddlers. But the beautiful thing is, just as someone looks at the relationship between a toddler and their their father or their mother, they know that their parents' will is good as they seek to withhold things that harm them and give them things that are good. 
And so too, as Christians, we can know that our Father's will is good. How do we know this? Well, when was the time when everything was on the line? How about we put it to the test? When was the time when everything was on the line? Suffering was involved, and our Father's will was shown to be good. As we come before the Lord's Supper table today, our minds are brought back to the Garden of Gethsemane. We only have to look at our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, to be reminded of this. We know from Luke 22 that Jesus, as he was praying in the Garden of Gethsemane, also prayed, if you are willing, take this cup from me. And we can see his human nature shrinking back from suffering, but not shrinking back from God's will. Because what are the words that immediately follow there? We can see in the following verse where he submits and trusts, yet not my will, but yours be done. And what was the result of that? What was the result of the time when everything was on the line, when suffering was involved and our Father's will was carried out? Well, there was the greatest suffering that was ever endured. Jesus on the cross bore more suffering than any human being could possibly comprehend. The eternal weight of God's wrath against all of the sins of the whole world, all of the sins of those who belong to him, was poured out upon him. The eternal weight of the wrath of God. So the greatest suffering was ever endured, the greatest evil was ever committed, and the greatest good was obtained. Salvation, salvation of those who put their faith in Him and the glory of God shining through. If that's true for the biggest thing in the Christian life, how much more is it true for the lesser things in our lives? The places where we find it so easy to compromise because we feel that we are denying ourselves of what we want or we fear suffering or we fear knowing that we'll experience loss. We don't have to guess that God's will is good. We can move forward even in these times knowing that His will is good because we have salvation worked out through us, through Jesus Christ, for us, for the glory of His name. So this is the second aspect of what we confess when we say, your will be done, not just that I see my own need and that my will is not good, but when we say, your will is done, we are saying, Lord, Father, I trust that your will is good. Father, your will is better than my will. I know this. Help me to put away the mindset that tries to solve all of my problems, my hurts, and my emptiness through sin, and open my heart to accept that your will is 
better than my will. In the third place, we're confessing that though my will is not good, my Father will bring his good will to life in my life. When we ask God, your will be done, we're saying to him, God, I need you to translate your will into action in my life. I need you to bring it to life within me. Why do we need God to bring his will to life within us? Well, seeing that God's will is good is not enough to motivate us. Just seeing that his will is good is not enough to motivate us as Christians. Romans 7 verse 15, we can see the Apostle Paul grieving this as he's speaking to the church saying, I don't do what I will to do, but what I do not will to do, this I keep on doing. When I come Before God, I find that even though I know that he is good and even though I know that his law is good, I find that I can't deny myself. I need outside intervention. I need God. And this is where he moves ahead to the good news. Romans 7 verse 25. Thanks be to God who delivers me through Jesus Christ our Lord. This is the Christ who is confessed by the Apostle Paul. The same Christ who is confessed by Peter here in Luke 9, verse 20. The same Christ that you confessed today as you, Amara and Nicole, did your profession of faith. And for those who come up to the Lord's Supper table and for those who watch from the pews as well, the Christ that you Confess today as you witness the celebration of the Lord's Supper. You confess before God when you say, Your will be done. That you have received outside intervention. That for the sake of Jesus Christ, who has covered over your sins, who has justified you before his Father, that he forgives you, having lived the perfect life for you, And that he now gives you his spirit, transforming you every day. By teaching you to pray, your will be done. He doesn't just remind you of your need. He reminds you that he is the one who provides to fill that need. If only you come to him. So as we confess, your will be done. We confess, I can't do this on my own. Which is why I confess the Christ. We examine our lives saying, what am I putting my desires on here in life? In my various situations as I go forward in the week. We confess our need and we confess our need to change. We say to God, your will is good, God. I trust and confess you with my mouth. And as I come forward here today in the celebration of the Lord's Supper as well, help me to bring this to life now by your power. And you're led to see, Lord, I can't do this on my own, but I trust that you do provide, that you do change me, 
day by day. By his power today, loved ones, remembering this sacrament again, be renewed in your minds. Put your trust in him once again. Confess him once again as you take part and rejoice that what he calls you to do, he also provides you the strength day by day, transforming you. And where you fail, he has forgiven you. If only you come to him. Amen.